Hey, welcome back, my friends, once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 99 for October the 20th, 2015. I'm your host, Jack, and I'll help guide you once again through that magical world of servers, switches, fiber optics, Cat5 cables, and all of the goodness that we have to deal with each and every day of our technical lives. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check out the great tech shows at techpodcast.com. Also, don't forget, you can actually pick up these shows also on Stitcher. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com, where you can pick up this show as well as many other genres out there. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, not only technology, but it seems like I fill my mornings on the way to work on my commutes with one podcast after the other. Check out the great podcast on Stitcher. You can download that app to your iPhone or your Android phone today. Please check out our website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com where you can comment on these shows. You can also leave me a voicemail and that is at 724-701-0550. Once again, folks, that's 724-701-0550. If you have any questions or ideas for future shows, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at jackstechcorner at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and as at Technoman. This show is also going to be broadcast tonight, and it's going to be available on YouTube if you would love to sit and watch me record the podcast. You can definitely do that if you search for 4-2, the number 4, the number 2, Technoman, or just search for Jack's Tech Corner. You'll find me uh, listed there on YouTube. We can pick up this show as well as last week's show and, and a couple earlier shows that we did. We are now streaming these live on YouTube through their new uh, live stream feature. Now, being we are streaming these live on the YouTube, and uh, I had a bit of trouble last week, and I remembered, I recalled why I quit putting these shows on YouTube a long time ago, and it was because that opening music I was using was somehow a copy infringement. Now, let me say somehow... Because I want to tell you exactly how I found that music. I was using a program on my Mac called GarageBand. GarageBand comes with a bunch of free clips and, and you know, free uh, music, free uh, jingles, if you will. And I used one of those jingles, and all of a sudden, YouTube is flagging it. So instead of YouTube flagging my uh, video each and every week, I decided to change the opening and the ending music. So it's going to sound a little bit different. And I didn't re- actually get to record the whole intros yet, so I have to re-record those intros with the new music. But I figured I'd give you a little taste tonight of that music and let you hear that. We do have the chat room open. If you're uh, watching live, you can actually chat and ask questions as we're going along. I will see those pop up here on the screen. And we can, uh, you know, can chit-chat back and forth. And uh, if you have any suggestions or ideas there uh, about tonight's show, I'd love to hear, that, uh, hear about it uh, from you. So tonight we're going to talk about a new tool that I actually found today. We started using it in the shop and uh, started to uh, get an idea of what we can do with it and how it's going to help us. And what we're talking about tonight is security. Uh, We're talking about uh, the new, it's called SCM or Security Compliance Manager. And that is written by Microsoft. And best of all, it's absolutely free. It's one of those free tools I found, you know, that I was looking around for something to help us with our security, help us uh, set policies up and whatnot. And I thought, you know, you, sometimes you just stumble on something that hopefully it's going to work out. Now, you may have heard of this before, but there's a new version 3.0. Uh, 
the last version that was out, I believe, was 2.5. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what it was. I was reading earlier, and I found there was a 2.5. But this is version 3.0, and it's a tool. It's now available for download. In addition, the key features from the previous versions, so if you've used the previous versions, you might want to pay attention to this, is SCM 3.0 offers new baseline for Internet Explorer 10, Windows 8, and Windows Server 2012. SCM enables you to quickly configure and manage computers as well as your private cloud using Group Policy and Microsoft System Center Configuration Manager. So it's a great tool to help you to create those baseline uh, policies and uh, set those up so it's really, really easy to do. And what's nice about once you get these policies configured, you can then move them into the policy managers, into the, uh, the server manager, and actually put these in, in your uh, GPO, your group policy object, and use these policies. So it's a really easy way to do this. Uh, it's straightforward. You know, and, and back up a little bit. I don't like, we've spent a lot of time on our policies uh, at work, on our servers, uh, every, you know, ever since I could start writing policies. And we do different things. Like, you know, first of all, is we get rid of the shutdown command uh, because we have uh, virtual desktops. And I, I think I told you folks about before called N computers. Uh, you can find those at N computing or, yeah, ncomputing.com. Check those out. Uh, they're not by any means a sponsor to the show or anything. It's just something we use and something I love to share with you. When you do that, it's one tower. So there's one computer tower, and then there's up to eight uh, terminals off of that one tower. So, yes, you do have to beef up the RAM on it to get it to work properly. But what we found was if we left the shutdown button, some of the students don't understand when you click start and they click shutdown, it shuts down that main tower and it shuts down that whole row of computers that all those virtual machines are then off. Uh, that was a very, very bad scenario for us, especially if uh, you have somebody doing a, a group of students doing testing or something and they click shut down and shut down that whole group of computers. So it's a very bad thing. So we created a group policy that said, hey, remove the shutdown command. So now all they're left with is log off. And if you log off, it only logs off the terminal that you are sitting at. So it's one of those great policies. But it took us a long time to find that policy, a long time to look around and dig around and try to find out exactly what policy we wanted. So what happened was we had to, uh, you know, dig and, and dig and dig and dig. With the new security compliance manager, it's a lot easier to find those policies, and you can do it away from the server. You know, because when you're sitting on a server, you start to get stressed out. You're digging through all those policies. It just takes a lot of time. So wouldn't it be nice? to be able to write your policies away from the server and then apply them to the server and see how they work out for you. Now, SCM 3.0 provides ready-to-deploy policies and DCM configuration packs based on Microsoft security recommendations and industry best practices, allowing you to easily manage your configuration draft and address compliance requirements for Windows operating systems and Microsoft appliances. This tool is no, this tool is actually, it says it's not supported by Microsoft, but it's uh, created by Microsoft. So um, I don't know how they're not supporting it. Um, more or less, I guess it's the DCM configuration packs, but the new SCM 3.0 is, as I said, brand new. You can download it. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the new, 
let's see here. Uh, there's also a new SQL Server 2012 baseline for SCM are now available for beta downloads. So if you want to control your uh, SQL servers, you can do that. You can create policies for SQL. The key features in SCM 3.0 include, as I said, support for Windows Server 2012, Windows 8, or also now Windows 10, and Internet Explorer 10 product baselines. Secure your environment with new baselines for the latest software. And this is uh, the release of Gold Master Support. Import and take advantage of your existing group policies or create a snapshot of a reference machine to kickstart your project. Now, where that's nice is if you get if you have a machine or if you have a server, you can pull that baseline policy out and you can have a base basically to start to create your policies. Now, it also allows us to configure standalone machines. Deploy your configuration to non-domain joint computers using the new GPO pack feature. Update security guides. Take advantage of the deep security expertise and best practices in updated security guides. And the attack surface reference workbooks to help reduce the security risk that you consider to be the most important. Comparisons against industry best practices. Analyze your configurations against pre-built baselines for the latest Windows client and server operating systems. Now, we're going to go into just another little discussion here. Let me see if I can bring this up uh, and give you a little bit more of the background of the, uh, the new Microsoft Security Compliance Manager. You know, security is one of those things, folks. It's, it's a huge thing. Uh, you know, we even tried to, in our, in our organization once, and I did this for a private business, if you work in a business, if you work for something like a drafting lab, marketing, uh, advertising, those are some key fields I can think of. Uh, even the publishing business, publishing when you're dealing with people's books coming in, uh, maybe you're an editor. That stuff you got to worry about is security, and you got to worry about security to be tight for those companies. So what we wanted to do was, we went into the GPOs and wanted to shut off all USB ports. And the reason we wanted to shut those off was we, we wanted to stop people from bringing in external hard drives or flash drives or thumb drives and plugging those into the system and being able to steal the company's information. Because, folks, this stuff is valuable. Imagine if you're on a football team. I mean, this has happened in the past. Uh, you're working for one of the, uh, the football teams. I don't know, college or either even uh, NFL. And uh, you have their playbook on your computers. Uh, there's somebody working for you, and all of a sudden, one of the other teams out there, or companies, if you're working for a company, uh, is able to get a hold of this person and say, look, we will buy secret information from you. If you can just copy it on this flash drive, well, you know, we'll make you a millionaire overnight. That's the stuff we were trying to protect against. But what happened was, when you start shutting off USB ports, you start shutting off the hardware, such as mice, such as keyboards. Uh, that you need to have running. So there was a twofold situation there, and it did get us kind of stuck in, in a little bit of a bind. So we had to turn those back on, and what we were trying to do didn't work. But you can go into Security Policy Manager, and you can shut off the, um, the, the file explorer. So if it's uh, my computer or any of that stuff, you can deactivate that. So it makes it hard when you plug a thumb drive in to copy everything if you can't ever see that disk show up. So there is ways around it. You can also manage Disk Manager where you can say, look, all this computer has is an internal hard drive, a C drive. 
There's no other discs allowed. No other drives can be mounted. That's another way you can do it. So policies are one of those things that you need to kind of wrap your head around and try to feel a little bit of way around it to say, look, I know we can make this work, and we're going to make it work, and you just have to uh, work on the whole policy. So anyway, as I said, it's, it's ready for download. I'm just looking here to see. Um, the Microsoft product specifies security policy configuration is integrated with secure, Security Compliance Manager 3.0 to access security baseline for Windows clients and server operating systems and Microsoft applications. You can launch, uh, you can actually launch the download and you can download the Security Compliance Manager. Now, I did start today installing this on a Windows 10 machine. It installed okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to uh, start digging into all the policies. You know, just got a brief look at it. So that'll be something on the plate for tomorrow to start finding out if we can secure our systems a little more and try to um, have a better baseline. Now, I don't, and I repeat to most people out there, I don't like to over-secure a system to the point where the user can no longer use it. Uh, you have to kind of mix usability with security uh, to some extent. What we don't want to do is we don't want to have something like such as... Um, if you think about it, such as like, okay, I worked for one business. I had to write a security compliance um, a document for all the employees to sign. It says, I won't do this. I won't do that. I won't do this. And I was asked to write this document based on uh, the, the company being audited uh, with for a security audit. And it was a medical firm. So you know when you work with a medical firm, you have even more to worry about. And folks, this, these, these people working in this industry was allowed to do things through the day like Facebook, Pandora Music, um, Groupons. Uh, and, and they started getting spyware on their computer. And I started getting concerned like they shouldn't be doing this. You know, a work computer is just that. It's a work computer. When you go to work, you do work on your computer. At the end of the day, you shut it down. You go home. You could do whatever you want on your home computer. That said, if your employees are allowed to take something like a laptop home, or an iPad. These are all new security concerns that we have to worry about. Will this group policy manager uh, help with that? No, it's not going to help with that. These are common sense things that we need to deal with on a daily basis. So many times technology directors, uh, network administrators, and uh, the folks running servers, you know, server administrators, we uh, as a group start to get so worked up and so worried about the running, the operation of the servers, the operation of our networks running smoothly. And we would also get so worked up and concerned about the hardware working properly that we forget about the security aspect of things. And folks, we have a lot of people that are allowed to take laptops home. We have a lot of people allowed to take iPads home. And we worry about that security every day. I'll give you a, for instance, we actually got some new uh, Kindle Fires in. So the Kindle Fire HD is, is nothing more than a small iPad. When you work for an education facility or a company and you have these Kindles, if you would need one for whatever reason, they have something called Whisper. I think it's called Whisper. And what it allows you to do is Whisper Cast allows you to manage and control all of uh, the settings on the Kindle Fire. So the first thing we did, since the Kindle Fire is going to be able to go home with people, is we deactivated being able to change the wireless carrier. Now, the Kindle Fire in our organization is going to be used as a uh, basically a library book. 
So the library book is going to be able to be signed out, the Kindle Fire. We don't want people taking this home, putting their wireless installing apps on it, and you know, doing whatever they're going to do with it, browse the internet, play games on it. That's not really what it's for. So in doing this, we found that you need to have the internet connection, the wireless connection turned on, because that is the way that you get the books. That's the way that you're able to read the books. It's an online application. So even though it's a Kindle Fire and uh, the company did not build an app yet for the Kindle Fire, we had to rely on, are these people going to be trustworthy to take this thing and do what we tell them to do? So those are the type of security concerns that you're going to run into. Now, we are talking basically about Windows 8, Windows 10. You can secure that stuff. You can take it and secure it and make it tight enough, you know, where they go home, they're not going to be downloading stuff on your computers. They're not going to be playing games on it because you can set it, set the policies, local policies on those machines. And you can do that with this same Microsoft uh, security compliance manager. You can build local policies, apply them to those computers. Once you get a baseline computer, just copy that policy onto the other machines that you want to be able to leave your organization. And that's just an easy way to do it. So the Security Compliance Manager, again, is a free tool from Microsoft Solution Accelerators team that enables you to quickly configure and manage your computers in your environment, again, and your private cloud. The SCM provides ready-to-deploy policies, as we talked about. Uh, the Microsoft Security Recommendations, as we talked about. You know, because Microsoft has an idea of security. They don't often follow their ideas, but they do have an idea. It will also uh, take... Uh, it will address compliance requirements for not only the Windows operating system, and I found this to be interesting, but also the Office applications and other Microsoft applications. So once again, you can easily configure uh, computers running Windows Server 2012, Windows 8, and as I said, Microsoft Office applications, and Winternet, uh, Winternet, woo, Internet Explorer 10, uh, and industry-leading knowledge of fully supported tools. In addition to the latest software releases, you can also configure previous additions to Windows Server and Microsoft Office. So I'm just going through this to see if there's anything in here. Yeah, the last version was uh, SCM 2.5, and that was released in March 12th. So the newest one is uh, SCM 3.0 is uh, the newest one that we're dealing with right now. So and it's been released actually a few years ago. If you look at the re uh, read down through there, you'll see it was released a few years ago when Windows 8 was released. So hopefully they do come out with a new one here soon. Also, uh, maybe a 3.5 would be nice to make sure that it does cover server, I mean, uh, Windows 10. Um, because, you know, there is some new policies in there. So... So, folks, that's my big smear tonight on security. Uh, we're going to talk just briefly here a little bit now, and I think we've touched on it before, about um, we talked a little bit about your firewalls in your industry, in your organization. And there's some things that people don't understand about firewalls. And the one thing that people don't understand about firewalls is the load on the firewall. Okay, there's a, it's what they call a translation table in your firewall, every firewall. I don't care what brand it is. The idea is that is how many connections can it simultaneously handle before it starts dropping packets? Now, this is a big one because everything coming into your organization and going out of your organization 
is going through that firewall. I like to call it the front door of the internet. If we leave that front door unlocked, we will get a lot of trash in. If we lock it down too tight, we can't get enough stuff to go out. So there has to be a well-balanced uh, in your organization. Firewalls are like security policies in the effect or in, in the uh, resemblance that we have to be careful to lock down what we need to lock down, but we need to leave out what we need to leave out. So this is a big deal. But when you're looking at the translation tables in there and how many multiple connections, I used to believe at one time years ago, before I took an ASA class, I believed that every connection, if my computer's on the internet, that's one connection to the internet. If your computer's on, that's two connections. If Joe's computer on is on, that's three connections to the internet. Well, that is not the case. Every connection we make to the internet, every time we browse a web page, there's multiple connections coming back to us. And that's just, you know, it could be anything. Every time it, it goes out and it looks for something, that's a connection. So let's say you bring up a web page with, with 10 ads. So there's the baseline web page that you're reading, the text, and the 10 ads are also making a connection back to their servers to bring stuff back at the same time. So you have you may have 10, 50, 100 connections per computer at any given time. The translation table will get filled up. It, it definitely will get filled up. So there's a setting in there of how often to dump that table. Now, if you find your internet connection one day is bogged down, it's running really slow and you can't figure out why, there's no reason for it whatsoever in the world, what you want to do is go in and tell it to clear that table. Log into your firewall and clear that table. See if it clears it up. If it does, you want to set your timeout for your translation tables to a smaller amount of time. So that way it's always looking at that and it's always constantly clearing that table out and allowing new connections to come through. If not, you're going to spend a lot of money on a very big firewall, you know, to be able to run your organization. If it's a large organization and you're relying on one internet connection with one firewall. So you have to be very, very careful with that. Also, I want to tell you to revisit your firewall. Um, I revisited ours. I try to do it about once every two months. And the reason I do that, I read through the configuration file and I don't keep one on my computer and look at it. I like to read it fresh. I like to take it out, save it as a text file and read it on the computer, blow it up to big font so I can look at each individual line of my ASA. The reason I do that is because we have different things happening at different times. One time we had software that had to do remote printing from uh, an outside agency back to us. So we had to open ports up to print back to our printers. So there was a web interface. We would be working on the web interface. When we go to hit print, it would fire it back through the internet, it had to come to an open port to a, a routable printer so we can print back in our offices. We had stuff like uh, log me in. Log me in needs ports open. But wonder if one day you no longer paid for log me in. You don't have it. Uh, you know log me in is no longer free, so a lot of companies quit using it. But those holes are still open in your firewall. So you need to go out there and close those holes up. That's very, very important. So hopefully uh, you got something tonight. I know it's not a super long podcast like we normally do. Uh, we're probably going to be into this one here total, maybe 30 minutes. But um, I don't like to, um, you know, basically bring uh, hash out old stuff with you all the time. I like to try to bring you something fresh. I like to try to bring you something that's, uh, uh, you know, kind of 
mainstream that we're going to have to learn, going to have to dig into. And I think group policies and firewalls are two of the big ones. Uh, security is a big issue. And remember, uh, when I went to that security school, when I went to the ASA school uh, for Cisco, it's funny because I, uh, everybody was worried about the. I was there with banks and I was there with um, stock and bonds companies. Um, I was there with real estate companies. They were all worried about people coming in. They had to block people from coming into their network. And I said, I raised my hand. I said, excuse me, sir, because this guy was very, very smart. He actually um, worked for the CIA, uh, working with some of the government firewalls. And he knew quite a lot about the firewalls. So I said, excuse me, I said, wonder if your hackers are inside your network. How does the firewall, uh, I know it's blocking stuff from going out and stuff from coming in, but how do we manage people in our own network? And that's one thing he said was group policies can lock things down enough where you can manage those people and then you can sleep better at night not worrying about people coming in your network and you can sleep at night worrying, not worrying about them people in the system itself that's on your actual network itself. So that reminds me, and that, that throws one more thing out there for tonight's show is uh, lock down your wireless networks to the point where it's usable. But if you have open access, like if you have a doctor's office you're working for, and I've done quite a bit of these, and they want their their um, they want their patients to have access when they come in so they can play games. And I don't know why, because every cell phone I've seen uh, anywhere has had LTE or 3G on it where you can play games on the internet. Let them use their own data. But if you are going to set it up, make sure you set up a private network. Set up a private network so when they come in, they're not on the network with the servers. Um, you know, just make a different subnet. And when they're on that particular access point, they can't get to anything inside the network. All it allows them to do is have internet access. So hopefully that's going to help you out a little bit there and, uh, and, and lead you on the proper path. Folks, before we go, I want to tell you about this great, great thing that helps us show out so much, and that is called the Amazon Link. Every podcaster tells you about these, but this Amazon Link is what I need you to use so you can help the show out. If you go to tipsfromtheserverroom.com, click off your ad blocker. I know many of you run the ad blockers. And just very simply... Use the, use the link for Amazon. Anytime you're going to purchase anything from Amazon, a small little portion comes back to my show, and it helps us out to pay the bills, pay for the internet connections, buy the audio gear and everything we have to buy here. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to have to be updating a computer soon. So I'm kind of putting money aside for that now. So if you do want to help the show out, please use that Amazon link whenever you buy anything. And folks, if you like the, these podcasts and you say, boy, I, you know, uh, Jack kind of knows what he's talking about most of the time. Hey, uh, so if you want to uh, learn with me, I have some great courses set up. You can learn either Windows Server 2008 R2, Windows Server 2012, or VMware ESXi Server 5.5 from install to administration. So folks, we are getting ready to upgrade probably to Server 2012, right? So why not start learning it now and understand it before you do that upgrade? And then you say, whoops, uh, I'm trying to do set the DNS and I don't know where it is. I'm lost. These courses will help you do all of that. You can sign up today at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Look at the top of the page. You'll see a link that says online classes. Click on that. The courses are self-paced. You watch a video and you, you take a two or three question uh, quiz. 
At the end, I will mail you a certificate in the mail when you uh, successfully complete the course. Sign up today at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Folks, thank you so much for joining me here at Tips from the Server Room. I always uh, appreciate you watching uh, the videos on YouTube now. Uh, we got a great, great viewership, a great turnout. I really appreciate that, uh, you know, because that helps. The more people watch that, to be honest, that helps. Uh, to bring a little bit of money into the show also. So every little bit helps. So I do appreciate you doing that also. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Once again, that's 4-2 Techno Man. And um, other than that, thank you so much. I'm always happy to see how many people download the podcast. Keep doing so. Keep listening to the show and spread it around to other tech people out there that you may know. Thank you so much. Have a great, great work week if it's at all possible. Of course it is. We love what we do. And we do what we love. Take care, everybody. I'll talk to you next Tuesday on Tips from the Server Room. Here's a little bit of new outro music. Relax, tune into it, and I'll talk to you next week.